0: Hey welcome to the Dad Talk episode of Positively Dad. My name is James Shaw. I'm your host and I'm excited to chat with you today. I'm a dad and I started Positively Dad earlier this year as just a resource for dads and and uh, in fact my wife and I have a seven-year-old in our house and, and I said you know I just want to be the best dad I possibly can and I, I just couldn't find a lot of resources for dads. You know most of the stuff out there is for mom and so I said let's start a podcast. And, and, and it's for me to learn. And so we did two episodes now every single week. On Mondays, we release our more traditional podcast episode where I talk to an expert about something you probably haven't considered as a father. You know, I'm looking for stories that are just interesting or that stick out to me and, and uh, reaching out to experts and having them on to help us grow right? As fathers, as partners, as people. And so that's what we do every Monday. So check that out wherever you're listening to this podcast. All of those Monday episodes will be there as well. And then a couple of weeks ago, we started this Thursday podcast episode. And what we do on this one is just talk to dads. We have just normal dads on, right? And we talk about things that dads should talk about and learn from each other. And I've really enjoyed it. And the feedback has been amazing. And I thank all of you who've reached out and shared your thoughts, and, the, and those of you who've even volunteered to be on the podcast, I'm really, really excited to be able to talk to so many amazing dads. And today, we're going to look at something that's kind of different, and that is, I got a story actually sent to me by my father about um, stay-at-home dads, and that the number of dads who are staying at home is has almost doubled since, like, uh, 1989, right? In fact, now, uh, 7% of dads are stay-at-home dads. Seven percent. And while it's a small number, it's it's double what it was back in 1989. In fact, the data went and looked a step further, and they looked at stay-at-home parents as a whole, and 17 percent of all stay-at-home parents or dads went back in 1989. It was only 10 percent, so that number's increased as well. And so it got me curious. Do I know any stay-at-home dads? And what's their life like compared to everybody else? And I just went on Facebook. I said, who do you know that's a stay-at-home dad? And I'm not kidding. With just a matter of minutes, I had you know almost 20 responses of people who knew stay-at-home dads. And it got me connected with a bunch of people. And we're going to interview one of those stay-at-home dads today. Now, what's interesting is the dynamic as to why more dads are choosing to stay at home. And what the research says is that Simply, it's just changing times, right? If you go back and listen to our debut episode of Positively Dad, episode number one was all about what we called Today's Dad. What was different about dads in our generation than, say, our dads or our father's fathers? And, and the role of the dad has changed. You probably know that, and that's one reason why you're choosing to listen to the podcast. There's not as much, uh, you know our roles are not necessarily gender specific anymore and um, and so that's one reason why we've seen this change another is economically right that that sometimes you know you know if you're married and your wife has a job and in and, and, and a traditional family back in the day mom would stay at home and dad would work well maybe mom's career is advancing really really well and so it just makes more sense for dad to stay home and and that more of that is happening now than is really ever happened before. In fact, that's what happened to our guest today. His name's Caleb Kenny, and he lives in Oklahoma City. And Caleb's wife is a very successful real estate agent in Oklahoma City. She's built a very successful business. They have two kids with one on the way, and it just made sense for him to be able to stay at home. So that's who we're going to talk to today and, and kind of hear about what's great about it, what's tough about it, what does he face, what happens, and, and have a really cool conversation about what it's like to be a stay-at-home dad. So Caleb, thanks so much for joining us today for the Dad Talk episode of Positively Dad. Ah, uh, It's great to be here. Thanks so much for right. having me on. Yeah, it's my pleasure, and I'm excited to talk with you. And so tell us just a little bit about kind of your family's story.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we started a real estate team about six years ago. Uh, I say we, my wife did. Uh, at the time we were living, I was in full-time ministry when she got into real estate, and Iowa. Uh, we were beginning and doing the whole thing where you're trying to figure out what you're going to do. And and then I left my job, and she had sold two homes and hadn't gotten paid for either of them. And we had a 10-month-old uh, daughter and didn't really know what was what we were going to do except we had to make this work. And the only way we could make it work for both of us is if we did it together. We ended up moving upstairs in my parents' house and she was making cold calls. Uh, that's how she launched her business. And in doing that, I would take my daughter, take care of my daughter in the day while I looked for a job. And so she wouldn't bother my wife if she made cold calls. And after a while, uh, I began, uh, just kept on doing that. And I couldn't uh, really find a job. That was great for me. I did a couple of things part time. Uh, I taught English as a second language at a university and, and then as her business took off, she was having people do things and paying them to do things. that I was like, can I do that for you? And wouldn't it be nice if we didn't have to high five on the way in and way out? And so I didn't want to keep working to send my kid to childcare. And so I wound up uh, uh, not teaching anymore, going home and taking care of our little girl. And now we have a little boy and another one on the way uh, wow. in September. So wow. that's my family, Congratulations.
0: Yeah, congratulations! You so you've been a stay-at-home dad now for six years, while your wife has been mm-hmm. building this business. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was reading recently about the number of stay-at-home dads. Like in the last thirty years, has doubled, and it's still the really, really small percentage mm-hmm. of parents, right? So yes. I, you know, I'm I'm curious about what that's been like for you because you know now your job is you take care of your family, right? I mean, you mm-hmm. you're you know getting them up in the morning and. And pretty soon you'll be starting school and and you know doing all the stuff and appointments and all those things and keeping busy during the day. Um, I, I imagine that there are people that are surprised that a dad would do that.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, that's an understatement. And like you said, uh, and just being a stay-at-home dad, you find yourself wondering if there's any other stay-at-home dads <laughs> because I don't know any. Like I personally, I don't I don't know any of them, and so people do think it's strange and they, they always ask me, okay, but what are you, what are you going to do? Like, you know, like, um, what I do is, it it is weird to them and different. And, you know, it was to us at first too. And it's not just other people, you know, it was family too. They're still kind of like, okay, so when are you going to do something else? (laughs) That's kind of all the question I get all the time. and because i don't really know any so but you know i go on like uh you know i don't look on social media and find a group of sale dads dad and see what they're doing because you know uh, with their kids the summertime comes around and things like that and so you know it's they're few and far between yet there is a growing number of them around and i think it's still hard for people to kind of adjust to that this is a thing and it's not like a going away. I think, I think it's just like what everything in life, the more you talk about it, the more people are like, Oh, Hey, I do that too. Yeah, We just don't know. Cause no one's talking about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, when I went out and looked for some stay at home dads to, to do this podcast episode, I, I, it was within just moments that I had, you know, dozens of responses and, and have now mm-hmm. had, I mean, a ton of responses of, 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 of stay at home dads. There is a bunch of you out there. And what I find really interesting is, if it was your real estate business that you were building and your wife was the one staying at home, I mean, I don't think anybody would go up to her and say, well, when is it that you're going to go find something to do?
1: I can't tell you how many times we have had that exact conversation with ourselves after having conversations with other people. And that's what they ask. And I think the biggest thing that strikes me is, and my wife especially, um, is that people are always asked, like, but aren't you like – but what do you really want? Or you need to make sure you're doing something for you and you got to make sure you're like, like, are you feeling, you know, this way? And I, and my wife's like, no one would ever ask me that question. And, and I'm always like, um, you know, I never, it, it just seems kind of like a weird thing. I don't I don't often ask people who have, you know, and I, I wouldn't walk up to an engineer and be like, you know, yeah, but isn't it weird you being an engineer? I'd be like, no, it's just what you do. Like that's your job. And, and it is, it's, it's just, the uh, not a differentially a double standard. I mean, I guess that's the way you could write it. But it's more of just like people don't, they can't fathom that someone would actually want to do that. Like yeah. a guy wouldn't ever want to do that. It just, it doesn't make sense in their brain. And I'm always like, well, if the role was just simply reversed, would you think my wife would be begging to do something and dying to get out of this? Because let me tell you, if the roles were reversed, she would be. Yeah. <laughs> like oh yeah, she'd want to go back to repair. work.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. Right. Right. So, so, okay. So then what's that like when, when people do say stuff to you and they go, I mean, come on, what what are you going to do though? I mean, don't you need to go back to work? You're the, you're the husband, you're the man of the house, you're mm-hmm. the dad. And, and quite frankly, you live in middle America. I mean, this is not a progressive mm-hmm. place that you live in. So no. um, yeah. So, I mean, what, how does that feel? And, and, and how do you and your wife, you know, think about that and talk about it and feel about it? I think, you know, at first
1: uh, you just believe it. Because you I, I thought that, you know, when I first started staying home, it wasn't what I was doing. I had, uh, I had a job and career and, um, I was doing some things on the side. And anytime anyone would ask me, what do you do? I'd always give them the answer of the thing I did on the side, <laughs> like the thing I spent five hours of my week doing. I would say, Oh, I do this or I do this because that's, you're always identified by what you do. Right. And my wife and I started having conversations and people kept bringing this up and. You know, when enough people say something to you, you believe it. Right. You know, Um, we say at home all the time, we grow into the people grow into the conversations you have around them. And so you start to believe it. And that creeps in. That was the hardest part of transitioning is like, man, am I actually bringing worth to my family? Um, Is my worth in the, the paycheck that I bring home? Because we say it's not, but then people see what I do and they put that on me. You know, they put that on a stay home dad, like, that must be really hard for you, and don't you want to do this? So, you know, trying to change the conversation at home from um, what do we do? When people ask us, we don't want to define ourselves by who we, what do we do, but we're trying to define ourselves by who we are and how we're wired and those kind of things. And so, when you understand uh, who I am, that makes sense that this is what I do rather than that. But changing that conversation is difficult, and... And you start to believe it. You start to say, well, am I helping out the family enough? And when my wife has a hard day at work, it's harder. It feels hard because, like, you know, if I, if I was out there doing this and if I brought home X amount of dollars, you know, it wouldn't, wouldn't be as big a deal. And her response is always, like, I'm not saying this, so you go get a job. That's not, that's not our answer here. That's not the role that we play. Right. And just getting people to buy in that I could actually find happiness spending with my kids, spending time with my kids, seems like a weird thing to have to convince people of like, you know, I, I like my children. I like my wife. I like to spend time with them. I like to help them accomplish their goals and be the one that's helping them get from A to B. And, you know, it, that's it's just a weird thing for people, even in 2019, to really believe that this is something that I not only would choose to do, but actually enjoy that I get to do this.
0: So I'm curious, when did you start identifying yourself as I'm a dad? Like, when was that when people said, what do you do? And you go, I'm a dad. When did that happen?
1: Uh, maybe three years ago. It what probably changed? took three years. I'll tell you what it was. Is everyone, when I was looking for a job and I applied and applied, I got offers, but basically the offers I would have got were jobs I would have been miserable in or jobs that would have made us move. And she had a business that was taken off. and and basically it flipped when i people would look at me and they're like you know you're going to look back and you're going to get a job and you're going to be really excited you're going to look back and this is going to make for a great story about the sacrifice that you made to get you through this time
0: and I had this moment and i was
1: like yeah it is yeah it is and all that made me was like kind of prideful <laughs> no one likes a prideful person because i was just that was like a fuel like yeah i'm doing this for my kids because it's going to make a great story and i'm going to be able to look back and I'll really enjoy this brief time that I had. And then all of a sudden, uh, and I'm I'm a communicator, like I, I would travel and speak and I would do things like that. And so and then one day I had this moment, I was I was literally driving down the road about three years ago, and my wife called me and she said, Hey, I got asked to speak at this uh uh kind of convention and her uh career and she was like, I'm gonna kinda tell her story. And I had this moment like, Well, what if my wife gets to tell the story? What if she's the one telling the story? And my role is I'm helping her and partnering with her to allow her to be the one that gets to tell the story. And I was like, that's what I want to be. So, so literally it was like a light just switch on where I was like, I don't want to, you know, pour into my kids so I can say, look what I did during this time. I want to do that because they're my kids and that's the role I need to play in their life. And um, I get to be a parent that stays home and not every kid gets that. A lot of people have. A lot of kids have two parents that work, and that's fine. Uh, my wife grew up that way. My my mom went to work when I was like in fourth grade. Uh, both of my parents worked, and and even I fight that battle with them about, you know, no, no, this is who I am, and this is who I see myself be. I don't like, I don't see an end date on me being dad anymore. Mm. You know, I I see, uh, oh, this is where the field trip is next year. All right, that's going to be fun. And right. and and, then I, and and when I did that my whole view on what it meant to be a dad changed. Then I was like, you know, I'm just going to be the best dad. I want my kids to think, man, I have the best dad. I'm so glad my dad is at everything that I have. And he's able to do this. And he's the one that helps me get, I take him to school every day. And, you know, I'm the one having conversations with them. And I'm the one, you know, I'm the one teaching them good Beatles music and stuff like that. Like I don't see an end date on it anymore. And that's what changed really how I viewed um, being just being their dad, staying home.
0: I imagine that every dad listening is going, I want that, right? I mean, it, it, how oh. would you, if you, all things considered, if that could be your life, isn't that exactly what every dad would want, to be able to I, take the kids to school and go on every field trip? And, and I, I talked to somebody earlier that said, you know, for a long period of time, he was able to have lunch every day with his kids and how great he, how grateful he was for that. I mean, isn't this what every dad would want? And that's, that's what I always tell people. And I was like, I'm, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but
1: when I say like, when people are like, so are, I mean, are you happy? Could this really be what I want to do? And then I'm like, well, let me tell you what I do in a day. I wake up, I get my kids dressed. I get them lunch and my daughter goes to school every day. My son goes two days a week and he's going to go to three days a week. And then those other couple of days, I have lunch with friends. Maybe one day I'll go have lunch with my kid. I can go play golf in the morning. I'll go up. To, you know what I do? I go see my wife at the office. I help our team and say, Hey, I had, is there anything I can do for you? Um, you know, and I'm like, and they're, they're like, man, that sounds awesome. And I'm like, why, why are you thinking I'm miserable? <laughs> like, and they're right. like, man, that would be awesome if I could do that. And I'm like, yeah. And I know not everyone is lucky enough to do it, but man, when you actually just look at what I get to do day to day, um, Like the overarching view of it, like you get at ten thousand feet, it's it's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, it's a blessing. Well, let's talk Mm -hmm. a little bit about your life as a stay-at-home dad, and Mm -hmm. um, and just kind of hear because I promise you, most of the people listening are not stay-at-home dads, and so Mm -hmm. uh, now the role of a dad has changed. I mean, our debut podcast was about that, about how how much different dads, how how much more involved dads are now than say our dads were. Or especially mm-hmm. our grandfathers were as dads, right? And oh, um, and so that's definitely changed. Our generation looks at fatherhood very differently. And still, though the the idea and the concept of a stay at home dad is a little bit out in left field. So I want to talk a little mm-hmm. bit about what are like what are your favorite things about staying at home?
1: And I know this sounds so easy, right? But my favorite things is I see my kids. Like I don't miss. I don't have to miss things. And you know, when I was working, I was working, you know, 60 hours a week and I would see my daughter before I got to work. And then the next time I saw her awake was before I got to work. And I don't do that. I'm in their lives. I, you know, I'm the one taking them to soccer practice and I'm out there on the field with them. I'm the one that's, you know, picking them up from school. I hear about their day. I, it's, It's as simple as, that and, and I know so many dads out there, and I know I carried it around, just carrying around that. Like we, everyone always talks about mom guilt, right? It's like this thing that's always said, oh, I had serious mom guilt. But I'm like, you know, dad guilt's a thing too. Like we don't like – no dad likes missing their kid's stuff. No dad likes having to be gone. And, you know, I, I, I do have things where I'm gone sometimes. But, you know, my kids never feel like, you know, my dad's never there. Or I don't carry around that guilt even of, of missing things because I'm at most things. I'm around. I'm in their lives. I know who they are. They have that great relationship with me. That's one of the things that's awesome about staying home. The other is I I partner with my wife. She doesn't have her career and I have mine. We have, we are building something together. Like we, we really are a team in this. And I get to talk to her about things. And you know, my dad did that. My dad had a career and he would come home and it was never like, oh, my dad had this and my mom with somebody doing something separate? It was always like, oh, they're doing this together. And for some reasons, if the role is reversed, it's like that doesn't ever click to people. And so looking at us, it, just getting to partner with my wife in literally everything that we do, and we say that we don't we don't call anything fifty-fifty. We're both a hundred, a hundred in everything that we do because I'm able to be around. And so that's man. Those are some of my favorite things that I just getting to stay home. It's just not just being a passive, but being an intentional parent with everything that I get to do, everything, every bit of time that I have with them, um, it adds up in their mind. And they know that they know their dad's around. They know their dad cares They're the, and they know their dad's going to be at all their stuff. And that's, that's an incredible thing to get to have.
0: I bet it is. So lots of, uh, lots of positives that I think a lot of mm-hmm. people would love And it's also, you know, I always say it's not pink fluffy unicorns dancing on rainbows all the time. I mean, there's stuff that's not easy as well. What are some of the challenges that you experience as a stay-at-home dad that, you know, keep you up at night or or just the things that kind of just are the tough part of this?
1: Absolutely. Like I said, from 10,000 feet, this can look like an awesome life. And then you can flip it and guys are like, Man, but I don't want to do that every day. And so, so from 10,000 feet to feet on the ground, it looks very different. You know, the challenging things are just that thing I talked about in the beginning. You know, feeling like reminding yourself you bring value to the family, and that that is a hard thing sometimes. It is tough. One because people are always telling you, shouldn't you be doing this for your family? And like like you said, I'm in the I'm in the Midwest, right? We're not the most progressive city in the world, and so. There is a lot of people that I that I know that think like you're not doing your role for your family, like you're just not. And and I and I say actually I am, <laughs> like. But when enough people tell you that, you start to believe it. And then like when my wife comes home and she's having a hard day, or it's a tough quarter, or a tough season, or she's having to work long hours and going a lot, and I'm like, man, if I just made a little bit, it would make her life a lot easier. You know, and that's 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 tough to swallow, and so that gets in your head, and you start to believe it, and just and finding ways that you can point to to say, I bring this is how I bring value to our family. And another one is, I mean, it's just it's the same for any stay-at-home parent, right? It's that feeling of accomplishment, like nothing is ever finished in our world. Like like no matter if I've done every bit of laundry, my and I'm going to bed at night knowing the laundry's done. My children are in pajamas. (laughs) That would need to be washed in the morning. You know, we're going to eat breakfast. So the dishes are never done. Uh, Even when the grass is mowed, it's going to grow again. You know, they've got to get ready for school tomorrow, too. There's always things to be done. And so I always always tell my wife when I'm having those days, and she's like, well, what is wrong? And I was like, I don't have have a closing. I don't have a, a transaction that's completed or a paycheck to say, look at what I did, and it's finished, and this is proof that I did it it's always ongoing It's there's a the only ending site is when my kids graduate and move away and that's not a happy thing to think about and so
0: yeah well there's, there's no, no ending there around. though either right i mean I'm, I, just, I know right? to talk and, to your parents for advice i do and, oh absolutely yeah. absolutely it is.
1: so that's that's it's feeling like you know nothing's ever really done is uh and i can't like I, my fingerprint isn't on anything that say look at what i did um that's tangible. And
0: so, well, other than keeping them alive another day, right? I mean, you know, the end of the day, hey, I kept right. them alive another day, so I've accomplished something. And there's
1: something. a lot of days
0: when I get a text that say, did you do her hair?
1: And I'm like, she made it to school. She has her books. Her <laughs> lunch is packed and she ate breakfast. That's
0: what I can tell you what I did today. So right. that's the kind of morning it was. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. What are the conversations like between you and your wife around this from time to time? I mean, I imagine that... I mean, does she ever feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm missing out on stuff? Like, you know, we talked about the the, the air quotes, mom guilt, air quotes, dad guilt. Mm-hmm. You guys have it switched. Mm-hmm. What's it like for her mm-hmm. when you're the one staying at home all the time, when society says it should be her staying at home all the time?
1: Her first thing is uh, that bothers her for real. She She's always like, no one would ever say this to me. No one would ever put what they put on you. They would never put those things and those expectations on me if our roles were reversed that bothers her the flip side of it is she also thinks it's cool she thinks it's really really cool she's like it makes me look cool that that what i'm doing allows you to do this and that i don't need you to go out and do this for our family that i can do that um she does that she meets with young women and i and i think people look to her like wow you can really do this and you know she's 30 years old and i think there's a lot of young people in our circle that can look to her and be like, wow, you really did this. So she thinks it's cool. And yes, mom guilt exists for her, but she's not wired to be a stay at home parent, not an ounce in her body. Um, it's just, it's just not how she's wired. She loves our kids and our kids, no matter how much time I spend with them, she's always going to be their favorite. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's just part of it. But yeah, mom guilt is real for her. She does feel like, you know, I'm not able to be there, but she also says this, she goes, it makes it so much easier and I know I would feel this way if the roles were reversed. It makes it so much easier for her to go and work as hard as she does and do the things that she has to do for the business and run it in the way she has to run it, knowing that I'm home taking care of her kids. And that doesn't take up any mental space in her brain because she knows that someone who loves them as much as she does, that would do anything for them, she can. She trusts that someone is there taking care of them That that is their parent. And it allows her to do what she needs to do to accomplish her goals and dreams without feeling like her kids are suffering or sacrificing because she's not around. Because she does get to be around, and um, and yet she also knows when she's missing things that their dad is there. And so it, I think it really does balance out uh, the, quote, mom guilt because she also knows that they have a parent there with them. And that's not the case for a lot of people.
0: Do you ever feel isolated like e- during the day, you, even if you know you could go to the library and it's a bunch of moms, you know, the, the churches oh. around here have, you know, mops, right? Mothers of moms oh, of man. preschoolers. I mean, do you ever just feel like when you're going out to doing stuff that, that you just don't belong? Yes.
1: I mean, I, like I said at the beginning of this, I don't know any other stay-at-home dads and that can be hard and isolated is a good word the word you use a lot i use a lot is man i get bored like sometimes it, it it does it gets like because i it's i don't just take my kid to chick-fil-a at noon because it's just me and a bunch of women you know and there's not the other dad there there's there like you said there are the groups like lops and things like that and and you know even so you're you're thinking about those things and you hop on social media and you see any stay-at-home moms feel me on day three of summer, and I'm like, um, I do. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a dad, or like, like any stay-at-home moms get this, and here's the resources for stay-at-home moms. Here's this, here's this, and yeah, it feels isolating because there's one, not a, not a lot of, I would say maybe resources mm-hmm. is the right word, but support and understanding and places to go. Like, hey, you ever feel this way? And one is a, you know, a married. Dad, you don't have conversations like that with other women. That doesn't make me feel comfortable and I wouldn't want to do that. And so yeah, there's the isolation thing is real because it's like, where's the support coming from? You know, when it is a hard day or when it's, you know, uh, winter time and it's dark and cold outside. So you're stuck indoors and <laughs> you've been stuck indoors for three months and you know, you're trying to think of things and you've run out of everything to do and it's 10 a.m. And you're like, man, what's everyone else doing and where can I go to where I'm not sending my kids to a playground and sitting there on my phone because I don't want right. to be that dad either.
0: Well, that's not the you point. That's, that's not why you choose yeah. to stay home. Yeah. That's exactly right. I
1: don't want to be the dad who's, you know, just sitting there looking at everything I can up on my phone while the kids play and I just become a passive parent. I don't want to do that. And right. yet where I go, yeah, it's usually a bunch of moms and me.
0: So what are you doing to, to create this life then and stay engaged and find things to do together so that you don't get bored? You know, I'm owning it.
1: I, I, I'm owning that I'm a stay-at-home dad now. And, and I think that was cool. Even when this, uh, we first talked about, started talking about doing this, I was talking to my wife. And I was like, I think what I get to do is the coolest thing ever. And, and reminding yourself, reminding myself all the time that what I get to do is awesome. And I've had jobs where I didn't want to go in, you know? I mean, I tell people, like, Are like when people say, are you bored? I get home, and I'm like, well, do you ever get bored at work? Of course you do. Like, everyone has days they don't want to go into work. But reminding myself that what I get to do is awesome and, and remembering that my kids are little for just a minute, right? Like, just for a blip, they're little. And so what do you guys want to do today? What do we want to do today? Signing them up for things, getting them involved, especially in the summertime. I, I never thought it'd be the dad who's like, hey, you know, putting out there, does anyone have, and they go to a vacation Bible school, and they'll go to a sports camp, and they'll do this. And I wanted to be around their friends. And in the summertime, trying to connect with dads, and we have a group of dads who go on uh, field trips, and there's a pretty good group in my kids' class. And so now, in the summertime, I'm like, hey, I know when you get home from work, uh, we could go go to the park and do something. And try, You know, just trying to connect with people. On their hours that allow me to get out and go do things. But also, you know, I think the biggest thing is I ask my kids, what do you want to do this week? And and let's go actually do those things. And, Uh uh, you know, but my kids are also redheaded. And so we got to like limit our
0: time outside. So, you know, good um, thing you don't live here in Florida with me, right? So that's good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Okay. So I I want to wrap up with just a couple of things and I do appreciate your time today. I've learned a lot and I think our listeners Mm -hmm. will learn a lot as well. So kind of my final two things are, number one, if if there's a dad out there that's a stay-at-home dad or one who's about to become one or is thinking about becoming one, what advice would you share? I would share to own it, to believe
1: that you matter, And what you do matters greatly to not believe that because there's going to be a lot of people that ask you, are you happy? And you're going to have days that you're not, and you're going to have days where you, uh, hit, uh, the dryer button five and six times. So you don't have to actually fold them. Like those days are going to come and it's going to drag and you're going to feel that, but know that what you do adds unbelievable value. It takes mental space away from your spouse. It takes. worry away from them it, it you it makes you present in your kid's life believe that what you do matters and own that you're a dad and i'm telling you that that's when it changed for me when i stopped saying this is what i do right now when people ask me what do i do because i'm a lay i'm a lay football coach which means i get the coach and i have the great papers which is awesome um but you know when people ask me what i do i don't i don't say oh well, i coach football because i just do that over here what i spend my time doing is being a dad and a husband and taking care of our house and taking care of my family. And when I was able to own that, and, and hear, hear me say this, you're going to have to tell that to yourself over and over and over. It's not like you're going to say it one day and you'll never feel these things ever again. But the more I kind of like preach that to myself over and over and over, this is the value I bring. I'm Like I matter. What I do matters. And and look for those opportunities. You see it on your kid's face when they say, hey, Dad, will you play a game with me rather than, you know, turning on a TV show and watching it together and just – And that's it. I said, just be as intentional as possible in that time.
0: What about just advice you'd give to any dad, stay at home, working dad? What what fatherhood advice would you like to share with them? Man, I would just say, (laughs) remember that your kids love
1: you a ridiculous amount. Like your kids are crazy about you. They're obsessed with you as a parent. And there's nothing I feel like people don't crave. Everyone wants to feel loved, liked, accepted, and no one feels that for you more than your kid. And and I know it's hard sometimes, and I'm trying to do it even myself. Mine are little, but man, I had a dad that did this to me. Is when they invest when you invest their time, and you're intentional with them, and you you ask them not just hey how are you, but you ask them intentional questions, and what's going on in your life, or those kind of things. That sticks. Like, that's the stuff that sticks. And, and I was also a student pastor for a while. And I used to tell parents, I was like, they'll come around. Like, if you, keep, if you do the work now, they'll come around. The kids will they'll rarely disappoint you in uh, the way they view you. you know, they, they will always come around. And so keep pressing into them intentionally. Keep taking the moments. Put your phone down when you get home. Put your phone away. Sometimes I have to just go plug it in and leave it in another room. Don't turn on a show that you want. Turn on something they want. Sit right next to it. Like pour in and be intentional as intentional as you can. Ask the right ask not the right questions, but just ask some questions. Invest 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 because that stuff sticks. Your kids love you so much and uh and and when you invest that time in them when you're intentional with them, man that that's the stuff that really sticks.
0: That's awesome. Well, Caleb, I appreciate you joining us today. I learned a lot. I think our listeners will learn a lot as well. So thank you so much for taking the time. I truly appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. It's nap time, so I'm doing good right now. So happy (laughs) to do it. Good for
0: you. Good for you. Thanks. Great perspective from Caleb. You know, life is different for him than it might be for most dads. And at the end of the day, he's enjoying time with his kids. And he goes through the same, you know, frustrations that we do, has the some of the happy times as well, and I imagine that he'll look back on this and be so thankful th- for the opportunity. And, and I'm thankful that Caleb took time out to join us for this Dad Talk episode today. You know, my goal is just to bring you value, and I trust that these conversations do. If you're interested in doing a Dad Talk episode with me, just send me an email, james at positivelydad.com. Let's connect and talk and and uh, and do an episode with you if you know of a topic that you'd like uh, information on or want us to look at let me know that as well and then if you'll follow us on uh, social media facebook instagram and twitter we're at positively dad we'd appreciate it and then finally uh just if you wouldn't mind would you rate us and write a review wherever you're listening because we're so thankful for those as well hey thanks for listening to positively dad the dad talk episode we'll talk to you on monday have a good one bye-bye